Look at this message this morning. Uh, a lot of what happened with the scribes and the Pharisees, a lot of what happens in our life if we're not careful, a lot that what needs to happen in our life doesn't happen because we get caught up in the, the minor things and in the details of life and miss out on the important spiritual things. So I've entitled this message, Lost in the Show. Now, y'all think about that. Sometimes we just, uh, we've got so much to get done that, uh, that's got to happen to keep things going or this program or that program that we miss the real important things about the spiritual life. And that's a love for God and a love for others and growing in holiness. So uh, that's what we're looking at this morning. So let me read the scripture again. Matthew 23, beginning with verse 23. Woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites! For you tithe mint and dill and cumin, and have neglected the weightier matters of the law, justice and mercy and faithfulness. These ought, these you ought to have done without neglecting the others. You blind guides, straining out a gnat and swallowing a camel. Pretty interesting language in this scripture, and we're going to look at it a little bit more detailed this morning. You'll remember that in verses uh, 1 through 12, uh, Jesus told us to pay attention to what the scribes and the Pharisees said, but don't pay attention to what they do, because the example that they set was not the proper example. And then we got into the the woes, uh, and we've looked at these woes so far. Uh, making salvation hard for people. The work of salvation happened by Christ in his life and on the cross. And so we shouldn't make uh, salvation any more difficult than the Scripture makes it. Amen? And the Scripture says, repent and believe the gospel. And that's what we should leave it at. They also practice deception in their religiosity that they might take advantage of the widows. That was the second one. And then we also looked at gaining what I have now began to call proselytes to begin uh, followers, to beget followers of their opinion and not actually making people into disciples or followers of Jesus. Are you with me? It's one thing to follow a person, which is not a good idea, unless for you young people, it's your mom or daddy. And if you're going to follow somebody, you need to find somebody like Paul or Peter or somebody in the Bible and follow them. Amen? But we need to make disciples, followers of Jesus. And the, uh, uh, the thing that comes out of that, if you become a follower of person or a follower of opinion, you put your security in that person or that opinion or church membership and you'll miss heaven because you're not following Christ and you're following something other than Christ. We also looked uh, last week that they were always plotting for gain. They were always plotting to find out a way that they could feather their own uh, financial nest or uh, their uh, uh, being seen as being better than what they were. So today, we're looking at people majoring on the minor and neglecting the major. Majoring on the minor and neglecting the major. So we'll look at that and we'll flesh it out. So 
The miner in this particular passage was tithing. And not just tithing of, of, of their income, but, but tithing of uh, some uh, very insignificant things that it was easy for them to tithe from. And we'll look at that. But here's what he says, and you have to go to the Luke account of this to get the fourth one. Here's what he says the majors are. Justice, faith, mercy, and Luke 11.42 says a love for God. Those are four things that we should major on, and that's what we're going to flesh out this morning. So let's look at verse 23. Woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites, for you tithe mint and dill and cumin, and have neglected the weightier matters of the law, justice and mercy and faithfulness. Now listen to this. Jesus doesn't say you shouldn't have done that. He doesn't say you're not supposed to tithe. He just says if you're going to do the minor things, you need to also do the major things. And that was justice, mercy, faithfulness. These you ought to have done without neglecting the others. Now, Jesus does not fault tithing. Now, do you know what they were, tith- they were tithing on? And, and I, don't understand, I don't understand mint and dill and cumin. Some of you cooks probably do. But I understand that in the agrarian society that they lived in, they, they produced these plants at their house in pots or whatever the case may be. And so they had them right there and they, was, they, they were available. And so they, were so they were so specific in tithing that even on those herbs that was produced, they were tithing on those things and they wanted everybody to know they were tithing on those things. Because what was really important to these people? Show. Looking good before other people, not necessarily looking good before God. So he says, faith, judgment, justice is another word for that. Mercy and love for God. Look at Luke eleven forty two. I'm not going to say that again, look, because you don't have it to look at. If you want to turn there, you may. But Luke eleven forty two brings in the love for God. But woe to you, Pharisees, for you tithe mint and rue and every herb and neglect justice and the love of God. Two accounts, same uh, woes that are being presented, the same lesson that's been presented, but here we see a love of God. And I just want to tell you, I think that's where, we, where we're likely to fall short, is a genuine, heartfelt, devoted love for God Almighty and for Him sending His Son, and for His Son doing what we couldn't do, keeping the law and paying the penalty on the cross for our sins. I think we don't love God as much as we should. I think think we can do a gospel study, and I think we can talk about Christ taking on our sin. We can talk about the cruelty of the death of the crucifixion of the Lord Jesus Christ, and we can get get our, our hearts stirred up a little bit to love Him more. But I think when we get to heaven and we see what He's really done and really understand it, we'll probably be ashamed for how little we loved Him when we know what it cost Him. I, I just, it's, it's going to overwhelm us. So we could all pray, Lord, teach us to love You more. Amen? The Levites had no inheritance. So they had to operate and survive off what the people brought, off the tithe, right? So that's how they survived. So God has ordained tithes in this particular case 
for the upkeep of the priest. So people brought the tithes. The Levites lived off of those tithes. So here's what it says about these tithes. Leviticus 27.30. Every tithe of the land, whether of the seed of the land or the fruit of the trees, is the Lord's. It's holy to the Lord. So they brought all that they had that the Levites would have their share. Numbers 18.24. For the tithe of the people of Israel, which they present as a contribution to the Lord, I was given to the Levites for an inheritance. So you see why they had a tithe? To support the Levites at that particular time. And everybody was to contribute. Not only the, uh, the wealthy, but the poorest were contribute to the work of the Levites. Levites. Luke 18, 12 says, I fast twice a week and I give tithes of all that I get. That's what they were doing. And they found that to be very important. Now, Jesus acknowledges that the Pharisees were exact in their tithing, and, and he was okay with that. But let me tell you what he blames them for. And you've got these in your notes. He didn't, he didn't blame them for tithing. He didn't even blame them for being exact in their tithing. But he blamed them for neglecting to do the more important things. Aren't, aren't we likely to do what's pretty convenient and pretty easy for us? Really. Uh, and, and we like to get credit for that. You know... I think it's pretty easy to just get up and go to church on Sunday morning. That's a pretty easy thing to do. Uh, I think for most of us, uh, living where we live, it, it's not really that difficult for most of us to tithe. But to take time to pray or to take time to read God's Word or take time to go and minister to somebody that really means means needs ministering to. Those are the difficult things. Reading our Bible, praying, growing in the Lord, confession, repentance. Uh, the night watches are the difficult things. The second thing he does is he blames them for their hypocrisy. They were hypocrites. They only did what they did. The only reason they brought that tithe, there was two reasons. It was, it was easy. They had plenty. And the other, the other reason it was wrong for bringing the tithes because they weren't doing it even to be proper to the Scripture. They were doing it to be seen by the people. Look, anytime we do anything to be seen by people, to be uh, glorified by people, you know what we are? Wrong. And it goes down to one of those root sins, which is pride. You know, to want to be seen. To be acknowledged. And, and you know, I, like I said, pride is a, is a deep-rooted thing. You know, a, a man can be prideful that he knows that he's prideful. I mean, does, does it, not anybody else struggle with pride? That you're doing something? That you're doing something for the Lord or doing something good? And you're prideful about it? But what else were they hypocrites? They were not faithful and honest in their dealing with people. Do you hear me? You know what God highly esteems? That we are honest and faithful and trustworthy in all of our dealings with people. They were often cheats. 
You remember they impressed the widows to get their houses? But he says justice or judgment. We, we are to be fair towards the people and we are to give people all that they have coming to them in life. We're to give mercy. We're to have a charitable and loving behavior towards all people. Do you hear that? Charitable and loving behavior for all people. A love for God and a love for others. We are, we are in particular... To, to help those people that are down and out or are, are miserable or in some way afflicted. You, you know, there's some people are just in a, they're just in a spot. And, and really, sometimes we try to evaluate why they're there rather than being sympathetic towards where they are at. I do believe that all of this lack of love for others and being willing to help people in trouble all stems from a lack of love of God. We don't know how much God loved us, and so we don't really understand how much we should love other people. So this would include our duty towards God. Do we have duties towards God? Sure we do. Prayer, Bible reading, church attendance, tithing, all of those things, we have those duties towards God. We also have duties towards our, our fellow mankind, meeting their needs when we can and helping them out when they're in a tough situation. To have goodwill towards men. You remember last week we looked at, uh, you remember they, uh, they, were, they weren't worshiping, they were worshiping the gold brought to the temple rather than respecting the place of the temple and they were, they were worshiping the... Uh, gifts on the altar rather than the altar and what that represented. You remember that? Well, this is another one of those reversals. And you remember any time that we reverse the natural order or the biblical order of things, we're gullible and we're susceptible to not get it right. Well, this is another example of that. To make the minor things the most important and to neglect the major things is a reversal of the way it ought to be. We ought to make our devotion and love for God and service of Him and the service and love for people their main priority and all the rest of the stuff should flow out of that. It's kind of like upkeep of the house. It's got to be done. And so people have got to be taken care of. The, the business of the church and our lives have got to be taken care of. But we can't let that become all there is to our lives. There's more to it than this world. Verse 24. He says, you blind guides, straining out a gnat and swallowing a camel. <clears throat> I'm thinking about how difficult it is for me to see that. And I'm thinking about young people and they're hearing that. So uh, we got filters for everything, don't we? I mean, we got filters on our, uh, our, our refrigerators. We got filters on our coffee pots. We got filters everywhere. But in this society, they didn't have filters. And so lots of time the water was left open or the wine was left open. Uh, do, you know, do you know how? Here, here's a good example. Jeannie would appreciate this. I have a water glass, okay? And uh, <laughs> I'm sorry, Jeannie. <laughs> I have a water glass, and I keep 
five chunks of lemon in that glass at all the time, okay? Well, you can imagine you sit it on the counter, and what's going to find that, that lemon? You know that little thing? What you call it? A gnat, right? Well, <clears throat> to be honest with you, those gnats don't bother me at all. You know? <laughs> I mean, just a little more protein. Just add the water in there. If they go down with it, it's okay. It's, that may not be you. It's not genie. Those gnats don't bother me. So in this biblical time, they, they had uh, cheesecloth or they had some kind of a material that they strained everything through. So you didn't have to swallow the gnat, right? Okay. So, so what he relates this to is people trying to, to drain the gnats out of their wine. And in the process, they try to swallow a camel. Okay? It just, it's ridiculous. It's not going to happen. But that's what he says, you, 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 you uh, strain it out of that and swallow a camel. You, you get it reversed what's really important. Now, swallowing the camel, you can't do it for one thing. Plus, if you did, he'd kill you. That drinking that gnat's not going to kill you. Okay? So, he's just, it's, a, it's a proverbial expression uh, used among people that would understand it. Those people knew exactly what he was talking about. These people had a great zeal for the little things. You know, crossing the T and dotting the I. They had a great zeal for that. But in the matters of higher concern, when it came to relationship with the Lord, they had no concern for those things. They had no concern for the love of God. They had uh, no concern for, for, for keeping the temple holy and those kind of things. And this is a common practice of hypocrites. They make the little things important, but they do not get the major things. Psalm 119.6 says, Then I shall not be put to shame, having fixed, having my eyes fixed on all your commandments. Though there were some things that bring more honor, we can do some things that, uh, that we can, I, I can preach, you can teach, you can lead music, uh, whatever the case might be. And, and people think that's an honorable position. It's not too honorable to clean the toilets, is it? But it, it's important. But some people just want to take those honorable positions. And I've told you all before, uh, this, this kid kept, kept coming to the preacher and said, I want to preach, I want to preach, I want to preach. And he kept putting him off. He didn't think he was ready to preach. And so finally he came one day and said, Preacher, I want to preach. And so the preacher was ready for him. He went over to his closet and he got out a, a, a leaf rake and a garbage bag and said, go, leak, go rake the leaves in the churchyard. And so this kid looks at him and says, what in the world does that have to do with preaching? You can't just do the things that will get you honor and get you esteem. You really need to major on those things that nobody sees. Nobody sees the bathroom being cleaned. Nobody sees what's going on behind the scenes. And listen, if we, have to, if we have to be in front, if we have to be seen by everybody, we don't have our attitude right. And that's what these guys did. They didn't have their attitude right. But there are things that brings God more honor and glory, right? It, it, so when we are just towards people, when we are faithful in what we do and say, when we show mercy towards those that need mercy 
and we show love for, towards God. Are those important things? Absolutely, and we need to practice that. The good man will put much stress on these things, but at the same time, he will not neglect what the commandments or the law tells him to do. Are you with me? You can't do one and neglect the other, and that's really what Jesus is saying. But understand what's more, most important. But he says concerning hypocrites, there's two things that they always are true about them. They're partial in their pretended obedience. And what that means is they're glad to do the things that fits their agenda. They're glad to do the things that make them look good. And secondly, they always lay the greatest stress on the, the to-dos. Okay, so we've got things that we do, and we can check those do's off, and we can do the little things that people see, and we can check it off. But those things, those little to-dos, doesn't take much of our heart, does it? Doesn't take much of our devotion. And those things, those things don't take any really self-denial. Now hang on here. Those little things that we commonly do doesn't take a whole lot of self-denial. Now, hang on. I'm going to come back to this in a second. So, let's talk for a minute about what are the weightier things? What are the important things? Now, next week, we're going to look at the outside of the cup being clean and the inside of the cup being dirty. Well, you know what we're going to look at next week is how you keep the inside of the cup clean. And that's really going to be the matter. So, now what I want to talk about is the really important part of this message... What are the weightier things that we ought to be serious about doing? And here they are. Justice. I'm going to give you a, a little deeper uh, a definition of this. Right rule, right conduct, giving to others what is due them. That's justice. Make sure every man gets his due. Mercy. Goodness and love for the guilty and the miserable. Doing good towards our brothers with all our resources, speaking up for those who cannot speak for themselves. That's mercy. Proverbs 31, 8, 9. Speak up for those who cannot speak for themselves, for the rights of all who are destitute. Speak up and judge fairly. Defend the rights of the poor and the needy. We need to be about... Showing mercy. And, and that just goes back to the whole abortion issue. Who's going to take up for the unborn? That ought to be something that we're majoring on. Faithfulness. Are y'all ready? Absolutely reliable. You know what a uh, common definition? You can be counted on. Faithfulness. People are watching Christians to see if they're faithful. They are watching Christians to see if they're just, fair, above board. They're watching us to see if we're merciful and loving towards those that need love and mercy. They're watching. Those are the weightier things. Faithfulness, absolutely reliable, steady. You know, you can be counted on. You're always where you ought to be. Not flip-flopping. 
not given to deceit. So the scribes and the Pharisees were very strict and precise in the smaller matters of the law, but they were careless in the weightier matters of the law. Love of God, love of others, love of His church, love of His Word, and all of that will help us keep from majoring on the minor and neglecting the major. Are you with me? These are the things that we do that help us keep our priorities in the right order. But hypocrites do not do what but hypocrites do what benefits themselves the most and they're not about ministering to other people and advancing God's kingdom. You know, I, it, wouldn't it be a good test? Everything we do this week, we ask the, ourselves the question, am I doing that to benefit myself or for the advancement of God's kingdom? <clears throat> the scribes and the Pharisees did two things. They observed smaller duties but omitted the greater. They observed the smaller duties, but omitted the greater. They were very exact in paying tithes because that was easy to do. I I read in uh, some of the study I was doing this week that uh, they were so particular about this, about their tithing in particular, that the scribes and the Pharisees, the word was out that they had a donkey that had been taught not to eat on any grain that wasn't properly tithed on. They, they, they took this seriously and they talked about it. Now get this. They supposedly had a donkey that would not eat grain that was brought in that, prop, that wasn't properly tithed. They, they thought about those things. And I, I, if I told you the name of, of where I found that, it would... Uh, it would surprise you that that's how serious they were about doing the smaller things. So the Pharisees boasted of this. I give tithes on all that I possess. Luke 18, 12, I fast twice a week. I give tithes to all that I get. Paying tithes with their duty, the law required it. And Christ tells them they ought not to leave it undone. But that which Christ condemns is neglecting of the weightier matters of the law, judgment, mercy, the love of God, and faith. Number two, they avoided lesser sins, but committed greater sins. And that's what we'll do when we begin to major on the minor and not on the major. Then we'll get to the place that we might think we can, convi- we can uh, uh, commit lesser sins. And we may try to avoid lesser sins, but we commit the greater sin. Now these things shut up what these uh, people are doing and what they've done up in this, this time in the woes is this. Think about what they've done, the sins that they've committed. They shut up heaven. Now what's that mean? They didn't go into heaven. They weren't teaching anybody how to get into heaven. They stole from the widows. They created proselytes, followers of them and rather than 
converts and followers of Christ. They neglected the greater. They were clean on the outside, and next week we'll see they were rotten on the inside. And we'll find out as we look at the last woe that they were murderers at heart. They were about to murder the Lord Jesus Christ. So here Jesus calls them out for their corrupt living. They did the minor things. They found pride in that. But he calls them out for corrupt living. But they were sure to tithe on their household herbs. And in paying tithes, they felt they could pacify God with the least expense and the least effort. Now let's think about that for a second. Do we think about, it's kind of like sin. You know, some of us young people, sometimes we try to see how close we can get to sin without committing some big sin. So, so think about this. What these guys wanted to do, they, they wanted to figure out how they could pacify God with the least amount of expense and effort. So, so in, in our living for the Lord, right, should we be thinking about how little we can do for the kingdom of God or how much we can do for the kingdom of God? So this, this is kind of what this whole thing is talking about. So we'll close with this. So what should be our priorities in religion? Love God and love others. Serve God and serve others. Matthew 22, 37-39, and he said to him, You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. This is the first and great commandment, and the second is like it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. So we need to love God, and we need to love others. Amen? Now, we'll, we'll look at how this kind of plays out in just a second. Secondly, we should be concerned about keeping His commandments. The easy ones and the difficult ones. Amen? John 14, 15, if you love me, you'll do what? Keep my commandments. Which is better? Sacrifice obedience. Yeah, that's what we need to be majoring upon. We should support the local church. And with this tithing deal, let me just read you uh, Malachi 3, 8 through 10. Listen as I read it. Will a man rob God, yet you are robbing me? But you say, how have we robbed you in your tithes and contributions? You're cursed with a curse, for you're robbing me. the whole nation of you. Bring your full tithe into the storehouse that there may be food in my house and thereby put me to the test, says the Lord of hosts. If I'll not open the windows of heaven for you and pour down for you a blessing until there's no more need. So I want, I want you to see here that Jesus was not teaching not to, not to give to the church. Now, we're not, into, we're not into the law. We're not into teaching tithing at this church. We're, we're into teaching grace giving at this church. Generous giving. The tithe was Old Testament. The tithe was 10%. Can you find where the tithe is taught in the New Testament? He teaches a different principle in the New Testament. He preaches and teaches because we have a love for God and we're saved that we give not because we have to give, but we give out of appreciation for what we've been given. We give generously. We give proportionately, 
We don't necessarily tithe. But all people ought to support the maintenance of a local church. How does a church operate? Now, if you came from some other denomination, uh, you know, there may be some money that comes in from outside. But the only money that this church has to operate off of is what you give. And we teach that you give generously and proportionately. So withholding money from God in His ministry, the Scripture calls it robbing God. So you don't want to do that, do you? You want to give what God would have you to give. Support the church with giving and giving ourselves to the advancement of His kingdom through the local church. So, giving of self, are y'all with me? Giving of time and giving of money. And we all live in a society that sometimes the easiest thing to do is to give the what? It's a little more difficult to give of yourself and to give of yourself. And what is so precious to all of us? Time. So we need to think about that. So he says, major on these Justice for every human being. Be just and fair towards every human being. And when you see an injustice being done, stand up and take up for that person. Mercy for the poor and the destitute. Have a heart. Now, I'll, I'll, I'll tell you, it is difficult for me to go to any large town anymore and go through any major intersection because at every South, north, east, and west of that intersection is somebody with a handout. And uh, it is difficult for me to, uh, to go through that. But I would hope that when I run across somebody in society that I know that is down and out, that I could be merciful towards them. And God would have me to be that way. Faithfulness in loving God and serving God and serving others. Love for God and love for others. So, hypocrites can lie, and they can even appear to love God. Is that right? But God does not need us or our services. He needs, uh, he, he doesn't need any of that. But He wants us to do those things because we love Him and we love others. And so what I want you to think about is, Brotherly love and loving other people, I think about that scripture, it says, uh, somebody will tell me where it is in a minute. Uh, my brothers and sisters, I tell you, do not love in word and speech, but in deed and truth. Are you with me? Do not love in word and deed, but uh, love in speech, but in deed and truth. That's what we want to do. We, we want to meet people's needs. We, we want to do the deeds that we need to do that brothers in Christ would, would do. And love takes action. Does it not? Love takes time. I want you to think about that. I think it's interesting that we're coming up to a work week at the church. And, and you're talking about two or three hours this week. I mean, how many people have two or three hours to spend this week. Well, I'll, I'll tell you this. If you got one of those little deals that tell you how much time screen you had last, last week on your phone, y'all with me? 
I can tell you where you can find two or three hours. Are y'all with me? Okay. So, our deeds and our actions, our devotion, will all prove who really loves God. So, should you not be able to watch a person for a week or a month? And pretty well know whether they love God or not. You know, you know, uh, you parents. We haven't talked about this in a minute. Your your kids want a phone, they want a car, they want the uh, trendiest clothes. And and what they really need is not those things that you can give them, but what they really need is some of your time. They need you. And that's what God wants. He wants us. He wants us. Those who humble themselves and serve God. Going, seeing, doing as unto the Lord. That's what we ought to be doing. Amen? Real law keeping only happens when men are just, merciful, and faithful. Real law keying, keeping is loving God and loving others, serving God and serving others and treat, treating them like you would want to be treated. And when we do these, our testimony that we love God is true. Why, why, are, we loving, why are we doing what we do? If we're doing it for any other reason out of, other than our love for God and other, other people, we're wrong. All the things of God's law, everything in God's Word is weighty, important. But those most weighty, are y'all ready for this? Is inward holiness. Now, isn't it interesting that we're looking at woe number five and we're talking about uh, the weightier things. We're talking about inward holiness and next week we're going to look at seven and eight that talks about corruption where? On the inside. So now, listen carefully. I've like, got four or five lines here. But those most weighty things are our inward holiness. Where is our heart with the Lord? Self-denial. Self-control. A putting away of the world. A determination to serve God and serve others at all cost. Let me say that again. The most weighty thing we can do, because we know that the Scripture, and we'll look at this next week, the heart is susceptible to being contaminated. It's easily deceived. We need to take care of the condition of our heart. <clears throat> so this is the life that pleases God. Micah 6, 8. He has told you, O man, what is good. And what does the Lord require of you? <clears throat> but to do justice, love kindness, and to walk humbly with your God. Is that a good place to start? You got any idea where you need to start this week? 
inward holiness, doing those things that God would have us to do, to do justly and love mercy, humble ourselves by faith to walk with God. This is the obedience which is better than sacrifices or tithes, to walk humbly with our God. So the conclusion is, are we developing our Christian character? Are we concerned about our heart? And are we trying to work on our, our, our inward being, our heart, that the character that comes out of that would be obvious to all people? So may God bless you this week. May God bless us this week that we not major on the minor and neglect the major.